When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the Wednesday edition of the program. We have got often true, maybe more true than even normal today. We've got a loaded show. Uh, Senator Ron Johnson from the state of Wisconsin will join us in the second hour. And Coulter here in studio in New York, where Buck and I are sitting across the table from one another. All that still to come, but let's dive right into it off the break here. The continued fallout of Andrew Cuomo, 11 women found to have legitimately accused him of sexual harassment, nine of them working inside either past or present of his office in the governor's office of New York, and we have got yesterday afternoon. Joe Biden came uh, came warbling out, and he said Governor Cuomo should resign. Here is what that sounded like during Biden's. Uh, d- d- I guess it was a press conference, also an address that he had yesterday. So, will you now call on him to resign, given the investigator said the eleven women were credible? I stand by that statement. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Let's take one thing at a time here. I think he should resign. I understand that the state legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read all that data. And he's using a photo of you embracing him in his self-defense to say that these are commonplace kind of embraces that he made and the allegations against him. Do you condone that? Look, I'm not going to flyspeck this. I'm sure there are some embraces that were totally innocent. But apparently the attorney general decided there were things that weren't. I wish that someone had asked where kissing a stranger on the top of the head and like massaging her temples falls into this. 
because Joe Biden does that. Just, that's why just, it was so. That's why it was so funny when he mentioned that. And also, Joe Biden has a serious sexual harassment claim against him, sexual assault claim against yeah, him. Yeah, that everybody just pretended didn't exist. From I think it was Tara Reid, if I'm remembering yeah. her name correctly. So, Buck, you're pretty plugged in in New York circles. Do you believe that Andrew Cuomo is going to resign? Do you think there's any way he'll be forced out, impeached? If you were setting odds, is he still governor at the end of the year? I think there's very little chance, as I said yesterday, that he will resign. I mean, almost no chance. Yep. I think the Democrat legislature is unlikely. I'd give it a less than 50-50 shot to take action against him. And so that's why, and I know people say, oh, but what about this Democrat who says this is going too far and... You got to think about a few things here. All right. Cuomo. I mean, first of all, baseline Democrat politicians have no principles that they have to defend. It's about power. It doesn't matter. It's and you see this with Biden and the eviction moratorium and the CDC where we're going to do it because we can do it becomes the operative principle. That's all that they that and they want to do it. That's what matters. But you look at the power dynamics in New York State. Let's take a peek at them for a second here. Governor Cuomo comes from a very connected and powerful family he has a whole lot of not just favors to call in but also pressure to put on people in the new york state political system and what this is probably more than anything else what is the incentive for a guy like him who is clearly a somewhat deluded sociopath what is the incentive for him to step down what does he get other than an ignominious end, right? It's the downfall of the dynasty. At least in his mind, if they have to force him out, he can always say, I was wrongly accused. It was exaggerated. It was a political hit. It's like you take a plea bargain, you're guilty. You go to jail and you fought it all the way through court, you at least get to say, I'm an innocent man, which we know a lot of people in prison continue to say, no matter what the evidence is against them, I think this would be a case like that. So, Clay, we can do it on the, uh, just on that level, resignation i would be shocked now i don't believe anyone can predict the future but i think the chances of cuomo resigning if i were giving you betting odds i would give someone 10 to 1 on that one 10 to 1 that he against so 10 him to resigning. 1 would still give you roughly a 10 percent right. chance okay. that he would so you but, I, but the I mean, more betting, I think i'm talking about money right if yeah, yeah. Money on the but line. the way i'm working through it is i'm like I, I buy into your argument that there's no way he's going to resign because it the resignation is an admission of guilt and if he were going to admit that he was in some way guilty, he would have been able to do that before the investigation took place. He could walk away. Uh, I th- I'm, I'm with you. I don't think there's any way that he is going to actually leave. Now, the question becomes, is there the political capital to force him to leave, right? And uh, there is at least one state senator, uh, James Scoofus, who is saying this is done. He's going to have to move on. There's no way he survives this. Let's listen to this, and then we'll react as well. So, look, the the next step is waiting to see uh, in the very near term whether the governor does the right thing here. Everyone up to the the president of the United States of his own party has called on him to step down. And short of that, if he doesn't do that immediately, and by immediately I don't mean months or even weeks, I mean today, tomorrow, then the legislature ought to take the necessary step to remove him from the governor's mansion. It's over. You know, there's no gray area, there's no maybe, there's no scenario in which the governor survives this. It is over. The writing is on the wall, and it would be best for this state if the governor uh, did this willingly. 
So the question I think that comes out of this is, is it possible the New York legislature says, Andrew Cuomo, we have the votes to impeach you and remove you from office? And I'm not, I mean, frankly, I'm not an expert on New York state impeachment protocols. But if that is to occur, is there any way Andrew Cuomo resigns then Richard Nixon style? Or is this a situation where he just refuses no matter what and calls their bluff and says, I want you guys going on the record with who demands that I be impeached and who doesn't? How do you see that playing out? Oh, I think this is going to be Saddam in the spider hole with the crazy, you know, bed hair situation. I think this is going to be he's going to fight it to the very end. This is who he is. He is the governor of New York in his mind. He was raised for this. He was in his mind. This is his entire destiny. He, he that exactly. And this is his fiefdom. Remember, Pelosi and Schumer and and Biden there, you know, that that would be like, you know, NHL players saying that some NBA player has to resign. It's a different thing. It's not the same system. And Cuomo is powerful enough in the position he's in. And as I said, has enough favors, has enough clout that the federal pressure alone is not going to really do anything against it. But so now you get to here's the here's the question as, as I see it. You've got people uh, in the state legislature who are coming out and saying it's over. It's yes. done. And they get this moment of, ah, see, and you can you can actually read it on social media. People say we're Democrats. We have principles. See, we're going to do the right thing. And they get that little serotonin hit of self-righteousness. Yes. And they're going to feel like for a few days, oh, we're going to clean up our house. But how quickly are they going to schedule the process for removing a governor how many governors have even been removed in the history of new york state how well oiled is that machine even if they wanted to do it and if they can if if cuomo can get delay he stays and i think that so that's the part of this where i would have to say there's a question mark if you see them saying we're going to hold hearings in september we're going to have meetings about this in november then it's guaranteed he's good to go because there's no way they're going to, you know, the, the public, the public opprobrium is going to die down over all of it's this. It's a little bit like being in intensive care. If you want to make an analogy, the longer you can last. And this to me is one of the geniuses of Trump is he recognized that our media is not designed to handle complex stories that take multiple days without new twists and turns. And that if he came out with a new tweet, that the media, like a dog chasing its tail, would keep running around in circles, never able to actually catch up to him. And that is why I wonder if Cuomo is gambling that what is a massive story yesterday when it came out, still a big story today, will not, Buck Sexton, be a story on Next week, right? Or the week after, or certainly the month after. To give everybody a sense of this, you know, in California, they've already had, they, they re- recalled their governor some years ago. Yeah. And, and, and they may do it again in here. September. But, but they yeah. have a precedent. Yeah, Gavin Newsom's sweating a little bit. Uh, if, you know, you've ever seen Gavin Newsom sweat. Um, here, he, here is, though, in New York State, they've had 56 governors, only one has ever been impeached How and removed from that? office over a century ago. And if you want to know what really moves the needle here for impeachment in New York, it wasn't, oh, he was 
doing something corrupt. It wasn't that he was taking bribes. Usually bribery, corruption. You look at judges that are removed from the bench, which has actually happened. Federal judges. Yes. It's usually they were bribed. It's pretty egregious. Or like public drunkenness on the bench, which sounds like it might have been kind of entertaining. But on this point, it was that he defied the wishes of the political machine of Tammany Hall here in New York City. William Solzer was elected governor in 1912, and he was impeached on orders from Tammany Hall boss Charles Murray, um, and that was because he wouldn't do what Tammany Hall wanted. So it was basically, we own you, governor. You yes. do what we say, New You're York, City's, New York City's machine. That's the only person, Clay, in history to ever be impeached as governor from New York. So the precedent, which I do think is significant, and it's a good one historically that you put in place, is... The machinery is not well-oiled in order to allow this process to take place. It's not as if uh, we have had any recent experience at all. No one living today, basically. There may be a couple of people who were alive in 1912, but almost no one living today even still exists that, uh, that was alive during the process of that. So this is, again, I think that Cuomo's big gamble is that the American media is too dumb and too focused on day-to-day scandal to focus on him. And and this are, are was, they still on his team though? I don't are know. Are they still ultimately on his team? Because I I would argue that they're making a big show of it, that they that they're so upset about this. But will they be upset if he's still governor in six months as long as he delivers on a woman's right to choose and his anti-gun and all these other things? I I, I think they're they're with him despite the histrionics. I, I think that this is an interesting study that can be applied going forward. To me, it's one of the big legacies of Trump. It is, and we've seen it happen at the Virginia governor. We've seen it happen both parties, is if you just hold on long enough, people forget about whatever you did that's wrong. And by the way, if you're with AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, you're paying too much for your cell service. Pure Talk, exact same network using the exact same towers as one of those big carriers, but for a lot less in fact, you could save up to $800 a year. Buck, you heard me before the show started. I was talking to uh, my 13-year-old, trying to balance out all the family feuds that are going we on. we got to air that sometime, by the way. Uh, Judge Clay with the kids is great entertainment. My 6-year-old, my 13-year-old, my 10-year-old dad uh, is in, in court, and he's trying to solve everything. And my 13-year-old's got a son now. And you can get, along with him, unlimited talk, text, 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. If you go over on data, they don't charge you for it. How do you do it, Buck? Look, it's so easy. All you have to do from your cell phone is dial pound 250 and say Pure Talk. You'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say Pure Talk. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from Pure Talk USA. Again, that's pound 250 from your phone right now. Say Pure Talk, and you can save 50% off your first month. Don't you want to save money? I know I do. Say Pure Talk when you dial pound 250. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? 
It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. As we have said before, the reported actions of the governor were profoundly disturbing, inappropriate, and completely unacceptable. Today's report from the New York State Attorney General substantiated and corroborated the allegations of the brave women who came forward to share their stories. And we commend the women for doing so. No elected official is above the law. The people of New York deserve better leadership in the governor's office. We continue to believe that the governor should resign. But wait a second, Hillary Clinton's above the law. Remember that? Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck, and you just had Chuck Schumer talking to us about uh, how Cuomo's got to go. Will he stay or will he, will he go is the big query that is out there right now. In fact, Clay just put out a, a, a poll on this. I'm going to let you vote and guess at what you think the outcome is. I'm, I'm well, going to let me read it, 
and then you guess, all right? Are you yes, ready? Yes, sir. Go for it. All right, here's the poll. You guys can go vote at Clay Travis. Will New York Governor Andrew Cuomo be impeached or resign? Not should he be, will he be? Yes, he's done. No, he survives are the two options. In the first two minutes that this has been up, Buck, we already have 2,500 people who have voted. What do you think the results of the poll will be? 2,500 in, a lot of times those are reflective of the overall numbers, but people can continue to go vote. So we didn't coordinate this beforehand, so I could be way off. I think I think somewhere in the 70 to 80% of people think he's going to stay. So the numbers so far... 57% he survives. Okay. 43% yes, he's done. I always say the best polls are the ones that end up around 50-50 because it means there's arguments on both sides. And that's basically what the audience is saying right now, that there are arguments that he's going to survive and there are arguments that he's done. And I'm kind of fascinated I, I'm just going to tell you this, too, because, you know, Clay comes from Tennessee. I grew up here in New York. He's here in NYC with me right now. I think that the level of corruption in Albany that is just expected, Clay, yes, would because you never really hear about it in the rest of the country, would blow the minds of Tennesseans. Like I'm, I know that there's corruption everywhere, in yeah. different political systems and everything. But what happens in all when you see the number of people who have gone to prison from the New York State Legislature, the number of governors and lieutenant governors who have been completely destroyed by either criminal or deeply immoral or both actions. I mean, the only places that really start to compare with New York in this regard are New Jersey. That's right, Jersey. Oh, yeah. And Illinois, actually, because it's of super, Chicago. Yeah. You know, you know Blagojevich is making some noise these days, too, about how he wants to be able to run for office. Speaking of speaking heaps. of craziness, um, I wonder how much of that has to do with just being in Albany. Like if this if the New York's capital was in New York City, where there's a lot more eyeballs, right? A lot more media, a lot more people theoretically paying attention would it be less corrupt than with everybody going upstate to Albany where it's kind of in the middle of nowhere? I always feel like your capital should be in the city that is the your, biggest your, in the your state. primary. Yeah. You know, there are all these countries, uh, Brasilia in Brazil, Islamabad in Pakistan. You look at all these places where they created yes. some and they, like no one really wants to be there. Well, we did it. But it's also. Yeah, we did it. We originally. did it back in the day. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you study history, it's it's amazing. Like those big wide streets that are so majestic and amazing now in D.C. People were like, "This is the dumbest." Pierre Lafont, the dumbest design of a capital ever, because nobody was there, and we had like these huge boulevards that he had designed. Now they look majestic. Back in the day, they look pathetic. And the permanent political class in the earliest days of our republic was limited by not only the the time to travel from say Boston yeah, no or kidding. even Virginia uh, rural Virginia into D- well it was all rural then but you know what i mean western virginia into dc but also because of uh, of typhus and yellow fever and the summers in dc when you could actually get malaria not a place you really want to be unfortunately now well you might for- get covid now though Fortunately, you uh, you have air conditioning and such, but unfortunately, that means that you also have people who are in D.C. year-round trying to find ways to steal money from you, which is another reason why we have to do everything we can, Clay, to help this audience make wise decisions about things. We're going to talk about stealing money because uh, this uh, ridiculous moratorium on evictions, which is totally unconstitutional. We're going to talk about that a little bit more. Loaded show coming your way. We also want to talk about this. 20th anniversary of 9-11. 
20 years since nearly 3,000 innocent civilians were killed by terrorists right here in the USA. Inspired from that day, Tunnel to Towers has been honoring American heroes ever since. They're bringing hope to families across the country by giving 200 mortgage-free homes to heroes and their families, Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young kids are getting their mortgages paid off so they can stay in their homes where their memories are. Our nation's catastrophically injured first responders and veterans are also getting smart homes equipped with features to help them live their lives independently. So many enlisted after 9-11 to serve and to protect our freedom. And an emotional tribute to the fallen, Frank Siller Walk is taking him more than 500 miles by foot to connect the 9-11 states. Help tunnel the towers, honor America's hero, $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Welcome back to the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. This is Buck. I'm here in NYC with Clay and the probably most, probably most exciting thing that we might be talking about later on today is that we did get Mr. Travis out of his Nashville barbecue comfort zone to eat some fancy NYC barbecue. There's even video. There's going to be video of this up at uh, clayandbuck.com. Got to be an EIB 24-7 subscriber if you want all the goods on on the uh, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton barbecue off, but on to important things. I, I want to start with a very basic question. Clay and I are going to dive into this one together. Do you actually own your home? Do you? Own, and I don't. I don't mean this in the sense of like, well, do you rent or anything else? I mean, if you're a homeowner, do you own it? Do you have property rights? Are there things that the government can't just do to you when it comes to the sale of your property? using your properties you see fit better ask those questions and start to look for the answers because right now the cdc that's right apparently the cdc is somewhere on your deed for the house that you own that you rent out for the house that you own that maybe you you know you rent it to the basement or you've got a a guest cottage or whatever or maybe it's an investment property cdc wants you to know that you don't really own it because they think that 18 months of an eviction moratorium is not enough. Now, what's fascinating here is before we even get into the, is this a good policy? And unsurprisingly, I think to all of you listening, I think it's a terrible policy. But before we even get into whether it's a wise decision, I think we could start with, is it a legal decision, a constitutional one? Because this administration has straight up said, the Biden administration has told you they do not have the constitutional authority to do this, but they're going to do it anyway. I've sought out constitutional scholars to determine what is the best possibility that would come from executive action or the CDC's judgment. What could they do that was most likely to pass muster constitutionally? The bulk of the constitutional scholarship says that it's not likely to pass constitutional muster, number one. But there are several key scholars who think that it may, and it's worth the effort. I love this on so many different levels. Let me start here. Biden, to his credit, I, I rarely hear anybody say this. Very rarely does anybody in a position of authority say, this is not constitutional, but we're going to do it anyway. And I'm surprised that Biden walked through the experts that he's actually, conv uh, in theory, 
asked them what their opinion is of this potential decision. And they told him, hey, there's no way it's going to be constitutional. There's always fringe scholars who will say, I mean, that's kind of the point of constitutional scholarship. They'll argue, well, the majority opinion is this, but we believe the Constitution should be designed to read this way. So this is a flagrantly unconstitutional action that he is undertaking, having sworn to defend the Constitution. He now is going to undertake a decision that is flagrantly unconstitutional based on his own experts. I don't even think this is surprising. I mean, you're saying that it's rare, Clay. I don't think it's rare. It's rare that they admit that what they're doing is unconstitutional at the start. Barack Obama straight up said, and and, and Biden was his vice president at different times, I don't have the authority to, because politically he was yeah. looking for cover. And then, well, you're, I mean, you're right insofar as they're usually not as blatant about it, but they do sometimes just say, I don't have the legal ability to do this. And then a month later, they're like, eh, it turns out I got to do, you know, I got a different, different view of it. That was true on the, immig- on the uh, immigration policies of the Obama administration, trying to give people papers to let them work in this country and to essentially nullify all immigration laws. Remember the pen and a phone? That was the whole, you know, I've got a pen and a phone thing from Obama was because there were, there was not a willingness in the Congress to actually pass the laws Obama wanted. So he just said, I'm just going to write the executive orders and hope that the courts have my back. This is how Democrats do it now. This is their approach. Biden's just keeping it real. I I love I would. So there are lots of times this is me putting my lawyer hat on. Right. There are lots of times you think you have a losing argument based on what the law is. And you still have an obligation to go out there and argue it. And this is why lawyers are sometimes more comfortable with arguments than regular people are, because we get paid to argue aside whether or not we agree with it. What I love about my job now and have for the last decade or so is I look at all the evidence and then I decide what I think the truth is. And I don't have to worry about having a client who chooses what side for me to argue but I can't remember, and, and and maybe somebody out there can remember this occurring, but I can't remember a time in my life when a president has ever said, this is unconstitutional according to the experts that I talked to, and we're going to do it anyway. Now, I think they have been told many times, hey, if you try to do that, it's going to get struck down by the courts, and there's somebody out there who will argue, hey, you can do this, and we have to wait years for the Supreme Court to actually make a resolution, but for Biden at the time that he's announcing this policy to actually say as a part of the policy, now I've talked to a bunch of constitutional scholars and they tell me that we don't have the authority to do this. It's just, it's a level of honesty. It's saying the quiet part out loud. This is because this Democrat party operates in a post-constitutional world. They only cite the Constitution insofar as it gives them cover for later on the shredding of it. They don't really believe that a document written by a bunch of old, dead white men with all kinds of problems in their past is something that should be binding upon them now they don't buy into the fundamental political philosophy of it they don't believe in the separation of powers they believe in the acquisition of power and the wielding of it which is why they love this emergency declaration not only from the cdc about evictions but everything about covid this is how we've been able to see it's like the democrat party is finally getting its wish of if we could just 
make people do things that we want them to do in as many ways as we can possibly get away with at one time. What would the country look like? Welcome to the pandemic reality we've all been in. And and just on the renters issue, Clay, the, 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 the you know, Cori Bush did this whole thing for a few days where she was out on the steps of the Capitol and she had like five op- days, I think. open bags of potato chips and food. I mean, she was living on the steps of the Capitol. It was like this protest thing. And the left wing of uh, progressive Democrats were all, oh, they're making all this noise about it. They act like it's all fat cats, you know, that the landlords, I mean, this is real Marxist agitation stuff. You know that in New York City, 30%, I mean, I just know the numbers here because I live here, 30% of people are small landowners, you know, small uh, They own a landlords, couple of I mean. buildings uh, or oh, no, a couple, a couple of, of buildings, apartments. Uh, right. An apartment or two, yeah. and for a lot of them, that's their retirement. Yes. That's how they're paying bills when they've retired. You know, they're paying a mortgage and maybe they get 500 or 300 a month in free cash flow. I know of situations like I'm a real estate investor. I know what this and, and I've I actually we had somebody who lost their job or whatever. They wanted to move. Yeah. There was a there's a, a, a two month penalty situation. I said, no, we're going to waive the penalty. It's a yeah. tough time for everybody. You know, you work with people, but this is I still have to pay the bank. Right. So this this is playing out with millions of people across the country, and there's a Marxist basis behind so much of this. There was a big article about a guy in Versailles, Kentucky, for people who know Versailles, Kentucky. I think it was the Wall Street Journal. He owns an apartment complex there. He manages it himself. He fixes everything. He makes $75,000 a year. And so what's going to happen with the capital gains tax rate? He was thinking, I will sell this property, and it's going to fund my retirement because that's what he's been doing for years and years. And to your point, I think there's this idea that everybody who owns a property is wildly wealthy and swimming in cash, and very often it's not true. Let me also mention this. The number one thing that's going to be filed in the court briefings arguing about this eviction moratorium and where it's legal or not Right up at the top is going to be Joe Biden saying it doesn't pass muster constitutionally. So he's actually undercut his own legal argument with his public pronouncements before he even undertakes the action himself, which means to me this is Biden being led by the left wing rabble rousers in his party when he knows they have no basis in reality. Uh, it's also it's also why the way that they've stacked the judiciary in the Obama years. Now, Trump did a great judges is where Trump gets to do backflips in the end zone. And I think there's no question about it. Supreme Court all the way down to the circuit courts. But the, the all you need are some Obama appointee judges or even some Clinton appointee judges, and they'll deliver whatever the progressives want them to. But that's that's a, a point for another time. Carnivore trading is an incredible service that I'm using every day because I'm making real-time market trades. But ask yourself this question. Who's watching your money right now? I mean, it's not your financial advisor. He's on the beach. He's got a Mai Tai. He's hanging out while your investments are tanking because he's just looking to get that percentage and do the bare minimum of work, right? Many Wall Street insiders are worried that there's a major correction ahead, and these are pretty choppy financial waters. So it's your choice. Listen to the same old excuses from your advisor or just subscribe to Carnivore Trading and see why their picks have become legendary. Carnivore levels the playing field, delivering in real time what their experienced traders are thinking right now. Now all of us, from newbies to experienced traders, have access to their explosive trades. And for the first time, Carnivore will let you try their service for free. This is your chance to see and mirror Carnivore's explosive trades in real time for free. No obligation. Go to GetOurTrades.com. That's right. This Just, just this website. Go to it now. GetOurTrades.com. 
and use the promo code USA. That's getourtrades.com, promo, promo code USA. Carnivore Trading, real trades, real time. See website for terms and conditions, past performance, no guarantee of future earnings. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our Creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, hey, I'm covered, no worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. And that can be a lot of money for your family, but how do you know you're not being overbilled? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. So unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claim comes in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it before you see another health care provider. HealthLock.com. HealthLock.com. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are rolling through the program. About to be joined, by the way. Senator Ron Johnson from Wisconsin will join us right at the top of the second hour. A lot to get into with him. He's involved in the budget. Been an outspoken, uh, let's get back to normalcy with COVID out there. And also 
the January 6th continued fallout and absurdity on Capitol Hill. He will join us next, but where we are right now, you and I, where you live, where I am with you right now in New York City, I feel like this flew under the radar a little bit, Buck, and and, and I know that it's not yet some sort of national trend, but yesterday, right before the Andrew Cuomo news came out, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio said, we are going to have vaccine mandates. And I think that would have gotten a lot of discussion. Instead, Andrew Cuomo kind of soaked up all the oxygen. Here is uh, New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio explaining why that is necessary. The Delta variant has changed the game. Unless we want to run the risk of going back to restrictions and having our freedom taken away and people losing their jobs again, it's really clear what we have to do. People have to get vaccinated. And and we had a long period where it was voluntary, there was incentives, it was compassionate and kind, but now it's time to get a little blunter about the fact that everyone needs to get vaccinated for the good of their family, their community, their country. And a lot of people, I think, are close to that point, but they needed a little more of a push. Unless we want our freedoms taken away, you must do exactly what the government tells you to do, Buck Sexton. I love that, right? Unless you are willing to sacrifice your freedom, we're just going to have to take away your freedom. You know, yeah. this is this is the quite a formulation. Is and this is a classic de Blasio. I mean, this guy has done more to destroy the city of New York than most of his harshest critics could have ever really imagined. I mean, the city is not has never been fully back. It is not the tourist hub that it was. It is not the dynamic place of just incredible uh economic engine room capacity that we've seen in the past. Instead, it's just, you know, kind of a little bit back. You know, we're out last night. I mean, under the new rules in a few weeks, Mr. Travis, you're not going to be able to have that amazing New York City brisket that you are perhaps a little shy about telling your people in actual the rest of America. Yeah, it, it is pretty good. Really, pretty good. Really kind of the rubber hits the road moment for a lot of people. And you're going to have to make this decision as a New York City resident. I'll tell you this. And, and I heard from a lot of people after we talked about it yesterday. I think there are a lot of people out there where I live that might come to New York City on vacation that are interested in spending their money after they weren't able to travel around in 2020, they're going to take New York City off of their tourist destination because you might want to come up here and go to a Broadway play or you might want to go out to a good restaurant or stay in a nice hotel and you're going to bring your family up. You're going to spend a lot of your hard-earned cash in New York City. They're going to go to other cities now. And I don't know that de Blasio is so tone-deaf to what the rest of the world is thinking that they haven't even contemplated this. But, Buck, you're putting so many of these bars and restaurants. You were talking about how a lot of the bars that you're used to in your neighborhood Closed. are gone. They're not gone. coming back. Not coming, never coming back. There's no, there's, there's no sense of full reopen really here in New York. I think we've just gotten so used to being downtrodden, so used to feeling like, oh, any scraps from the table of yes. the freedom that has been taken from us, we're supposed to be thankful for. And this is yet another moment in time where you're seeing that play out because I mean, they're, they're threatening us in, with this in New York City. You ask, what am I going to do? I don't really know what the answer is because I can't be barred from all public accommodations in my own city. And that's what they say they're about to do. Meanwhile, we'll talk about what the Boston acting mayor is saying about this coming up later. She's got some strong words 
against the vaccine yeah, mandate. Democrat black mayor. It's, not, Democrat, it's an internal civil war. Mayor, and, sh- and it's because it's going to dramatically impact the Latino and African-American, dr- disproportionately impact those communities in New York and would do so in other cities based on vaccination rates. But the same, I mean, it's... This is a window into the Democrat mind, actually. It's it's in essence a distillation of Democrat hypocrisy. It's like we've taken it all the way down to its base layer. ID for people to vote? Horrible and racist. Vaccine passports? Totally fine. You say, well, hold on a second. There's disproportionate impact of but if there's disproportionate impact on the IDs and therefore it's bad. How is that not a problem with vaccine passports? The answer is because we say so, watch CNN more. Stop asking questions. And I think, again, the practical impact. I think about this from the context of a dad who takes vacations with his family. I'm not going to take my family to New York City if I can't go to a restaurant or I can't go to a ball game or I can't go to a play. And if there, if I'm saying that, there are millions of people like me, who would enjoy bringing their family to New York City to show them the city and experience New York on a vacation that are not going to make that choice to the bars and restaurants that are already struggling. You're taking away a certain percentage of their overall business, and you're pulling a lot of those millions of tourists out of that flowchart. I know I know, people like to make fun of the people in the red states like me. There's a lot of people with red state money to spend that get spent in blue states on vacations. Guess what? Another trip to Disney World, kids. We ain't going up to check out the Statue of Liberty or Central Park. I think there's a lot of real people will make that choice. I think a lot of people also recognize you didn't even give the due props to New York City's barbecue and particularly brisket that you had there, sir. I know you're protecting the hometown barbecue advantage. It was pretty solid. Pretty it was not solid. A oh my gosh! Look at this! Look at this! He knows. He knows what happens. We go back to Tennessee. We'll be we'll be in Tennessee together in a few weeks. We don't want our. I've got to. I've got to keep my head high. I don't yeah. want them blaming me for trying to talk bad about our barbecue. Well, no one's going to talk bad about. It. We're just saying, give a little love to you know. We got the commies here in New York City, but at least we do have some pretty good food. Hey, they're not going to be able to compete soon because all my brethren ain't coming up here because we can't get any of their restaurants. That's a good point. We got Senator Ron Johnson coming up with us here talking about January sixth insurrection, the budget, COVID lockdown measures, and so much more. Stick around. You're listening to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the EIB Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.